the Holistic Travel Nurse Podcast. Thanks for stopping in. Thanks for uh, hopping in if you're new or if you're a continued listener. I appreciate it. I don't do any um, advertisement or spending money to get listens or anything else. And I'm a small podcaster compared to majors out there. But I'm working hard to do what God's called me to do and to teach and love on people and give them um, powerful news that will impact their health. And I don't know if you've heard about the Thrive Time Show, but the Thrive Time Show, um, I feel like he was doing the same. He had a big listener, follower, um, Clay Clark. But there's a little bit of interviewing he did, and I'm going to just, we're going to start with that interview, which is really long if you want to listen to the whole thing. Um, it's David Martin. So I think we're going to start with that. And then we're going to go to a couple other things that we're going to share and talk about today. Sometimes when you want things to work. On a, under a compound microscope. That's the research of Dr. Kerry Monday. It's truly uh, unbelievable when you check it out there. T- uh, un- unpack, what is inside these shots? Okay, so let's, let's go back and start with what this thing allegedly is. We have been told that the genetically modified, chimeric, and modeled, computer-simulated spike protein of the coronavirus was the thing that we were supposed to use as a means to elicit some sort of therapeutic benefit so that people who were exposed to what we're calling this SARS coronavirus would ultimately not be infected or not have severe infection. The fact of the matter is that ever since 2016, the publication by UNC Chapel Hill researcher Ralph Barrick and his colleagues, ever since 2016, we've realized that the spike protein can be manipulated And that manipulation can cause all sorts of variations. And ultimately what was done, and this is admitted to by Francis Collins and Kizzy Corbett, Francis Collins at NIH, Kizzy Corbett, then the head of the Vaccine Research Center. What they said was they took a computer simulation of the spike protein. And you hear what I'm saying, a computer simulation. This was not extracted from some sort of living or organic or natural substance. This was a computer simulation of a theoretical form of messenger RNA. And here's the part that's really critical, Clay. Unlike any other injection that we have done to human beings up until this point in time, what we're doing is we're injecting the mRNA to make the spike protein. Your body literally is turned into a weapon factory. The job of that weapon factory is to make pathogens in your body that then you hope, you hope, your body, having made the thing, ultimately builds an immune response to counteract it. And that's where we have this thing falling on its face. Because the fact of the matter is, this was never, and listen to me very clearly, this was never an mRNA associated with the organic identified SARS coronavirus model. This was a computer simulation of a spike protein. This did not address whether or not you could be infected or transmit the coronavirus. This had to do with whether your cells had an information block that would keep the spike protein from potentially causing significant damage. And that is not a vaccine. That is prophylactic gene therapy. 
Now, I want to I want to unpack a few things here because I know there's a lot of information coming up. People, uh, feel free to disagree if, I, if I'm saying anything that is not true here. You have presented at the Reawaken America tour. I'm trying to paraphrase a lot of information quickly. Yeah. You, you shared that the CDC actually patented uh, the coronavirus transmissible to humans. That, that actually yes, happened. that's correct. If you go to timetofreeamerica.com forward slash revelation, timetofreeamerica.com forward slash revelation, we can see that. And then if we go to 2015, this is and this is all on timetofreeamerica.com forward slash revelation. You can see in 2015 that this is this is a fact. And Craig, I'm showing it to you. You're a pastor, yeah, head of Raymond Bible College. I mean, you're seeing yourself here. October 13th, 2015, the, the patent was, was filed here for the system and method for testing for COVID-19. That was patented on October 13th of 2015. Now, Craig... As a, as a pastor, not not as a scientist or expert, when you hear that, that, the, the, that the CDC patented coronavirus transmissible to humans, and you see that the system and method for testing for COVID-19 was patented in 2013, how does how does that impact your thinking? Well, you know, obviously they were planning this in advance. We, we, we all Correct. And um, I actually think maybe they didn't plan well enough to call it, you know, COVID-19, and it actually happened in 20, so... They were, a, they were you're off. So we we put then we also have uh, you mentioned Peter Dashik. This is the head of the yep. Eco Health Alliance. I put a, a, this is all in the timeline. February twelfth, twenty sixteen. He's he talks about openly how they've used gain of function virus to increase the transmissibility of a naturally occurring pathogen from an from an animal an animal virus to increase the transmissibility of a pathogen so it can impact it right. impact humans. That's all there. Uh, and then we're seeing that this is something that was sent to me this week by Doctor Zelenko. And I haven't discussed this, discussed this with anybody on the show yet. Um, Dr. Zelenko pointed out that there, there was a mRNA technology that was actually patented that um, would allow you to do some of the most nefarious things possible. December 9th, 2019, the technology was created to use mRNA to deliver CRISPR gene editing. Correct. Cell selective messenger RNA. And I put a link to it on the timeline, timetofreeamerica.com forward slash revelation. What does that mean that an mRNA shot technology could be used to deliver CRISPR gene editing? What does that mean? So, so we have a very, very um, massive amount of willful ignorance on the part of clinicians and a massive amount of reckless ignorance on the part of scientists. CRISPR is a technology that allows you to take insertion or deletions out of a gene and use all kinds of ways to put it in or take it out of the human system. The idea of CRISPR is to edit the human genome. And the idea behind that came out of a series of research projects that go all the way back to 2000, when the National Science Foundation started what was called the Darwinian Chemical Systems Grant. Now, for 10 years, the National Science Foundation paid for a technology that allowed you to take mRNA and figure out how you could write mRNA into various cell types. In other words, use mRNA to write into the genome. Now, if that sounds very odd, it is. And the fact that it was called Darwinian Chemical Systems shouldn't necessarily fill us all with an amazing amount of, of hopefulness because this was this notion that somehow or another mathematically we could figure out how to take mRNA as a, as a vehicle and introduce or delete. And that's important to either introduce or delete features inside of the human genome <clears throat> so as an example i'm going to play a brief audio clip for you and i'm not trying to do this to paint you into a corner i'm doing this because um i'd like you to unpack what this means yeah. because this was sent to me by a a leading expert and he said hey just so you know 
Um, this is the guy that is advising Klaus Schwab on the World Economic uh, the, the, the World Economic Forum. So the World Economic Forum is headed by Klaus Schwab. This is his book called COVID-19, The Great Reset. One of his lead advisors is a man by the name of Dr. Yuval Noah Harari, who Barack Obama has said on video, he recommends you should check out his book. I'm just going to play this audio for you, and I want you to unpack what this yeah. means. Okay, here we go. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Free will, that's over. That's over. Over. Today, we have the technology to hack human beings on a massive scale. Yeah, I mean, everything is being digitalized. Everything is being monitored. In this time of crisis, you have to follow science. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste because a crisis is an opportunity to also do re good reforms that in normal times people will never agree to. But in a crisis, you see we have no chance. So, 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 so let's do it. Vaccine won't help us go the to the test, of course. The vaccine will help <laughs> us, of course. It will make things you know, more manageable. Surveillance, people could look back in 100 years and identify the coronavirus epidemic as the moment when a new regime of surveillance took over, especially surveillance under the skin, which I think is maybe the most important development of the 21st century, is this ability to hack human beings, to go under the skin, collect biometric data, analyze it, and understand people better than they understand themselves. This I believe, is maybe the most important event of the 21st century. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. Natural selection is replaced by intelligent design. The era of inorganic life is now beginning. In the coming decades, AI and biotechnology will give us godlike abilities to re-engineer life, and even to create completely new life forms. We are about to enter a new era of inorganic life shaped by intelligent design. Our intelligent design. Whoa. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Hearing that for the first time, I'm not trying to paint you into a corner, but just- Oh, no, no, no. Listen, I mean, the, the same thing is happening. The reason, you know, Let's just take a step back. We have the, the Fourth Amendment for a really good reason. Um, and we have a bunch of other parts of our Constitution and our Bill of Rights for a good reason. But I want to really focus in on the fact that the Establishment Clause says that Congress and, and, and the state should not institute a mandatory practice of religion or a belief system. You can't promulgate that on people. That's a foundation stone of this country. And, and one of the things that I find fascinating is in the clip you just played, this is actually the introduction of a new theology. And I want to be really clear on this, right? The reason why the mainstream media keeps talking about anti-vax, pro-vax, and they're talking about, you know, the, the people who are allegedly uh, supporting misinformation versus disinformation, they have established themselves as the Inquisition. And they have decided that there's a new regime, and the new regime says that it's heresy to question the priestly class. In this case, the priestly class happens to be Anthony Fauci, Peter Daszak, 
Ralph Barrick, Alex Azar, and and people like the um, the quote you just played. These are the high priests of the Inquisition, and just like the Inquisition, and and that, listen, we're, we're not allowed to talk about the metaphors of of the 1930s and 40s, but I can talk about the metaphors that, oddly enough, mainstream media doesn't even pay attention to. The Inquisition was about sterilizing human thought to make everybody dependent on a single monotonous view of, at that time, the Catholics' projection of what belief had to be. Most of us realize that the Inquisition could have only succeeded when you instill fear to the point where people under pain of death are unwilling to hold a heresy. And so what happens is we actually impregnate into the human condition a fear of holding the truth and a willingness to adopt a lie. And that's how it works. Hmm. Now, we're living through that inquisition. And what you just heard was a chief inquisitor. You heard somebody who said that we're going to look back 100 years from now and we're going to say that this was the moment where because we used this manipulation of fear, we actually rewrote the genotype and the phenotype of what it means to be human. And, and we have to understand that if it was in fact science, right, Anthony Fauci, we have to rely on science. If it was science that we were concerned with, science is the progressive and open public debate of alternate hypotheses. We've been told that this is heresy to question that the fact of their assumption, which by the way, let's unpack it for a minute. Allegedly, you can get an immunity from an injection, but you can't get an immunity from recovering from exactly the same pathogen. That's not science. That's actually propaganda. The very mechanism that they're asking us to accept in an injection, they're unwilling to accept as the natural phenomenon that they themselves are using. These are belief systems, Clay. This is about a giant, massive inquisition and what's happening right now is we are trying to suppress the heretics and heretics like me don't suppress very well now i'm going to play this audio and again all this is cited at time to free america.com forward slash revelation this is this is mind-blowing rice university april 4th 2016 they start talking about the self-assembling graphene oxide yep which by the way graphene oxide is it can be found inside the COVID 19 shots listen to this folks here we go Rice University did a little video talking about Tesla phoresis and graphene oxide. I'll put a link to so what we've designed and we've done this very, very quietly, but um, we're glad to now release it to the world is this idea of Tesla phoresis, which is a discovery we made several years ago and we've been developing it. Teslaphoresis is, the simplest way to understand it, is self-assembly at a distance, just long-distance assembly of, of materials. And what we did was, uh, because we're at Rice, we had plenty of nanotubes around, so we uh, decided to use nanotubes. And what we discovered was that these nanotubes can actually string together and form wires by themselves under this electric field. Craig... You just saw this for the first time. Yeah. What are your thoughts on seeing the self-assembling graphene oxide that is in this is that is in the shots? By the way, what are your thoughts seeing that? Um, it's it's crazy that something like that even exists. Um, now, Dr. Dave Martin, uh, Dr. Jane Ruby uh, called me yesterday and she said, "Clay, you got to watch this." She was on the Stu Peters show, and uh, whenever you die, you go to uh, a funeral home, 
you know, and a lot of times they're 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 got they're, they're going to try to um, preserve the body for a while for a while. And so these people at the funeral home that try to preserve the body, you know, they've got to fill your body full of formaldehyde and other various things. It's, I don't want to get into that, but anyway, the, these people, these morticians, are finding that people who've received shots have these really long wires going up and down their legs and their bodies. Dr. Martin, why would that be? Well, so so the the problem is that when we do these these lethal injections, and they are lethal, they are meant to introduce a pathogen that's known to be toxic to humans. When you do that, you're actually conducting a series of experiments. This entire exercise has been a series of experiments to introduce a number of technologies under the emergency use authorization that would never be accepted in any other environment. So if you have this kind of Darwin's grab bag of craziness that you want to introduce into the human system, this is the perfect time to do it because there is no independent inquiry. There is no ability for independent review of any of this material. And in violation of the 21 Code of Federal Regulations, this is in fact a illegal experiment on humanity. The point of all of it is to try to figure out a bunch of things, how far you can go, how much the public's willing to accept, and then how many different technologies can you actually introduce in a clinical trial that is unregulated, where ultimately what you have is a willing population who's lining up to allegedly do their part. And listen, you know, my wife Kim said a long time ago when we were dealing with just masks and that kind of nonsense, most of the people who are actually participating in this craziness are people who have done nothing for humanity before. And now they're being told this is their one thing they can do. This is the one thing you can contribute. And listen, what we're doing is we're literally sacrificing human lives for an ideology. And the ideology is about one of control, manipulation, and ultimately the consumption of the spirit of humanity. Okay, I'm going to play this audio for you. This is from uh, December of 2021. This is a Tedros, who's not a doctor, by the way. They call him Dr. Tedros, you know, uh, academia. No, he's, he's actually um, a, a genocidal maniac. But um, So he's being, he's being interviewed at the World Health Organization. They're, they're asking him a question. They're going, sir, sir, who should be taking the vaccine? Who should be taking it? I'm going to hit play here. This is what he says. So if it's going to be used, it's better to focus on those groups who have risk of severe disease and death rather than as we see some countries are using to give boosters to kill children which is not right i back up some countries are using to give boosters to kill children which is not right as we see some countries are using to give boosters to kill children which is not right craig if i were at your church okay and i get up and i'm like here's the deal folks I want everyone to take, if you're elderly, you're at risk of death, I want you to take this technology and put it in your body. However, somebody here, I don't want you using these to kill children because that's not right. <laughs> no, I'm serious. If imagine, I mean, at church a lot of times, you know, at church a lot of times they'll give away like goldfish for the, kill, the, the children's church, you know, yeah. or some sort of yeah. cracker. Yeah. I'm like, okay, here's the deal. Adults. Cheerios, baby. Bags of Cheerios. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> someone that made that announcement. Folks, listen, if you're elderly, you can have the goldfish. However, I don't want anybody, I don't want any children taking this because it can be used to kill children because that's not right. How would you process that? That's crazy. I mean, you know, obviously we can kill adults, but not children. But my, my parents, obviously elderly, I mean, my dad's 82, have been saying it a long time. Says, 
they're out to kill us, you know, our, the older generation and get rid of us for, for whatever. So it's not a new thing. I mean, you know, it just seems that they don't want to preserve. Dr. Martin, what are your thoughts on Tedros actually saying that actual statement out loud? Well, listen, I mean, you know how many times I've recited the Peter Daszak quote where he, he literally says we were going to use media to create hype and use hype to our advantage to and investors follow the, the number of times when the audacity of evil is spoken with pride has been shocking in this particular um, period, because what we have is, you know, whether it's Anthony Fauci, who is willing to say that there is a, such a thing as a noble lie. Um, when you have people who are willing to say that this is something that is going to prevent infection, death or transmission in violation of the Federal Trade Commission law that says that you can't actually make a statement that anything can be used to diagnose, treat or cure a disease unless it has two independently controlled clinical trials. That's the federal standard. But nothing about the federal law has stood in the way of people not only willfully misleading the public, but more importantly, actually violating the law in public. And, and, and listen, I mean, Plato talks about this in the Republic. He talks about the fact that there is a threshold of evil after which we actually admire it rather than judge it. He talks about that in light of temple robbers. But, but, but the simple analogy is this. If a person kills one person, we call him a murderer, and we go, oh, that's bad. A person kills five people and we go to them, oh, they're a serial killer, and that's really bad. Mm. But after you get past like 15 or 20, we start doing History Channel shows going, well, how did they do it? Like, and, and we move from our moral consternation to past indignation to fascination. And what's happening right now, Clay, is we're now looking at over a million people who have been killed or harmed by this injection. And we are literally trapped in that Plato question of, We've passed the point of indignation. We don't understand that every loss of life mm. is, in fact, a violation of in the integrity of humanity. But now we're at a point where we're just sitting there going, how are they pulling it off? We marvel at the evil because of its scale. Mm. And what I'm trying to do is suggest to all of us that we... I agree with him 100% on that. It's it Because it, I feel the same way. It's like, this is insane 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 of a situation that we are finding ourselves in we're going to go back into that in just a minute we're going to go to telegram it's heartbreaking and horrific and we need to go back to being heartbreaking and horrific um if you didn't hear dr david or this one tom Rents. Whistleblowers uh, did this under the serious penalty of major prison time, uh, and the numbers on miscarriages and cancer in 2021. Play, play. Why does this want to dis? Oh, I apologize. I don't know why sometimes these things want to work and then not work. So um, you can also go to my telegram to see the whole thing. That one's a real long one. I'm just trying to get it to play some of it. And that's Dr. Thomas Prince. Let's see if I can fast forward it some. Ugh, let me go back out of it. So annoying sometimes. I apologize. I'll have to just come back into that in just a minute because just so we, you know, we can't share all the things we want to share. Um. I am so proud of the truckers right now. I'm like, 
what's been happening in Canada just makes my heart sing. And I'm like, bring it, bring it to the U.S., bring it to every damn country. You truckers are going to wake up the world and you are going to stand for truth and um, love and God and our country. And I'm super proud of what's been going on um, with, uh, I mean, it's just so awesome. And yet I, I brought it up to somebody who wanted to bring up that those nurses that got caught doing the fake vax cards and i'm like you know go for you that you didn't give any damn real shots out that's how i feel that's my personal opinion i should be allowed to have my personal opinion stupid that you got caught doing all that shit and make a lot of money with it i mean but the before that there was a nurse that supposedly just gave saline and didn't give the real thing because she knew what the hell is going on now if you've not heard about the funeral directors here you go let's see if this will play I've never seen as many deaths, and not in just the elderly, um, but in all manner of people, you know, in their people in their 20s, people in their 30s and 40s, um, people that wouldn't normally be dying, you know, it's around five or six hundred percent increase, that that kind of number, and you know, I've got doctors and, poli uh, and police ringing me, doctors ringing me, nurses ringing me, all saying the same thing. You know, it's a total lie. I mean, on our media, they were saying about um, uh, how the hospitals are full of the non-vaccinated. That's a total fabrication. It's the polar opposite. Nine out of ten patients um, in there are full of blood clots, are the vaccinated. So, you know, and I've heard that from so many professionals, I've lost count. Well, we're very pleased to have John O'Looney. He's a funeral director who runs the Milton Keynes Family Funeral Services in Milton Keynes, England. John, thank you very much for coming on today. You're most welcome. You're most welcome. Thanks for having me on. I think most of our viewers will be familiar with your viral interviews that you did at the end of summer and early fall, uh, in which you gave some dire warnings, and you also mentioned uh, that you were in contact with a group of experts, um, and they said that we'd be seeing huge increases in deaths in October, November, and December, and right now we're in the middle of the cold and flu season so have yeah. current events uh confirmed your your fears from that time yeah definitely um uh, so, so what we're seeing is an ever-growing number particularly of thrombosis deaths uh, interestingly so that comes across as heart attack aneurysm or stroke and they're in unprecedented numbers i've never seen as many deaths and not in just the elderly um, but in all manner of people you know in their people in their 20s people in their 30s and 40s um people that wouldn't normally be dying you know um and this was predicted and, and it's come to pass so right um now uh, I listened to a recent interview and you said that you've seen more thrombosis deaths this year than the previous 14 years. When you say yeah. that, do you, mean, do you mean the previous 14 years combined or a greater amount than any one of those 14 years? Uh, well, to give you, uh, I mean, a greater amount than any one of those 14 years yeah. ever. Yeah. The increase is phenomenal, though. It's not a two or three fold increase. It's, it's around five or six hundred percent increase. That, that kind of number and you generally on the odd occasion you would get a, a thrombosis it would be an, an elderly person um, it's not people in their 20s and 30s and 40s um, and they're all jabbed um, I spoke to a couple of interesting people um, recently one is a 
and an AME nurse called Michelle, and she tells me that nine out of ten patients presenting at A&E um, are breathless and they are vaccine recipients. And the reason for their presenting is they've got blood clots in them. So they give them a quick x-ray and if the blood clots are on their chest, they'll consider admitting them. And if they don't, uh, if they're not on the chest and they're in a limb, then they'll send them home. Well, what inevitably happens then is, is these people, um, the clot moves from the limb to you know either the heart or the neck or and and these people die and we have i've got friends locally that work for the the coroner and they're run off their feet because they're having to go out and keep picking these people up at home who've died very suddenly um, from a thrombosis now are you uh as an undertaker are you privy to all the coroner or doctor reports of death is there a death certificate for each body that comes in so not always because as a funeral director I don't need to see the death certificate but, but what I do see is the coroner's paperwork so wherever there is a sudden death the coroner is involved and uh, he writes what's called a form six and, and part of my job as a funeral director is to collate the paperwork and to collate the application for cremation because the vast majority of um, funerals in the UK are cremation then you know probably i'd say about five percent of burials and, and that mm -hmm. tends to be a cultural thing you know so um and i see this paperwork and i have to go through this paperwork and check this paperwork and make sure it's correct so i see the cause of death because it's written down by the coroner um and sent, it's emailed to me so i then print it off check through it and, and if there's a problem or there's a mistake on it i would um, get back to the coroner and get it resent you know right right are there any coroners who are whistleblowing as you are? No, because they'll lose their careers. Um, I, in fact, very interestingly, I, I've been putting pressure on the um, chief coroner because I didn't want to put my local coroner on the spot because they know what's going on. You know, uh, right. he's a good guy. He's a good guy. My local coroner. Uh, they're, they're good people and I, I don't doubt they know what's going on. They, they see the vast increase in thrombosis deaths, for example. We all see it. You know, look at all the young footballers, the FIFA footballers that are dropping down yes. the size at the moment. These are people um, uh, in the peak of perfect physical fitness and perfection. You know, why are they dying? Why are they dropping down? I think something like 108 have died in the last six months. Registered players and, and trainers, you know, FIFA registered players and trainers that's just not normal right right um in addition to these thrombosis deaths you mention in fact in a very recent video you mentioned the um the attack on the immune system that this vaccine is causing yeah so i i wasn't um really aware of that but until i attended a meeting in september um, so the phone rang in September and I was invited to a meeting um, uh, uh, in Westminster uh, an address in Birdcage Walk, number one Birdcage Walk. Um, at this meeting um, there were around 18 of the, the it was reported as a group of anti-vaxxers um, and these were people of the caliber of Dolores, Professor Dolores Cahill, um, Dr. Tess Laurie, uh, Dr. Sukrit Bhakti. Do you know these are not anti-vaxxers, these are people who have built their careers on, on this science um, and they're at the top of the very top of their game. Um, 
there was, like I say, about 18 of them. Um, we were given audience to uh, to meet with a guy called Sir Graham Brady, who's the commissioner of the 1922 committee. So he's a very senior Tory politician, yeah, um, you know, uh, very senior. And we all gave testimony. We introduced ourselves and we all had five, ten minutes to speak and voice our concerns. Um, and it was felt once he'd left the room that he knew, he knew. He was, uh, does that mean he's complicit? He said he would do what he can, but his hands are tied and they couldn't promise anything. And do you know what? Nothing's changed. They're still pressing on and um, uh, in injecting children in schools. Um, it was put to Sir Graham that 70% of the children vaccinated would be sterilized as a side effect of these jabs. Um, and Wad's reams of science was put on the table to, to verify what they were saying, to support what they were saying. Uh, and you have to remember that people like Dolores, for example, she was advising the British government in her 20s. You know, she's, she's a very, 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 uh, she's a genius. She's a genius. Um, Tess Laurie, she's a genius in her field. They're all in their respective fields. They know what they're talking about, you know, but they're not on the farmer payroll and they're not on the government payroll. So, so they're discredited. Um, right, uh, right. And uh, it was, he was told that many children would die from myocardia, and then uh, up to seventy percent would be would be sterilised. And I was shocked because that wasn't obviously something I knew. You know, I only knew what I know from my field as an undertaker. So it was also mentioned about the, the damage being done to the immune system, um, and that would be progressively over time. And, and the science was explained. Um, in that over two years your body cells regenerate and the new cells that regenerate after you've been injected will carry a new instruction and that new instruction will turn your immune system on its on you it will it primes it so you know it, it, it kind of slowly depletes you and this, uh, the the symptoms of that obviously are sickness and illness and there's your covid yeah yeah do you realize For the sake of time, I don't want to make this one super long, <clears throat> and I'm hoping this is recording right. Okay, sometimes it's just bizarre. Uh, I hope that this is coming to your ears um, with an open heart and open mind, and that you do your own research about all this stuff. Uh, and then, you know, go check out more of my podcasts. We'll get back into some natural healing and some amazing cool things you can be doing but until then god bless and share this wide and um thank you truckers <laughs>